Welcome into the Molar Football Podcast with Coach Mark Elder. I'm Richard Skinner. Ahead on the podcast, we're going to look at the 2021 schedule for Molar that has been set. We'll look at the announcement last week from the Ohio High School Athletic Association to the 16-team playoff format being in place and much, much more. But we're going to start off a little bit, Mark, with the, talking about how the offseason training program's gone, what phase you're currently on. And I guess the good news is at, at this time last year, there was no phase that we were talking about. There was no workout program. You were hoping guys were doing stuff on their own. Yeah, yeah, no question. This is uh, this has been a, a much better situation than a year ago. Um, and I'll say this: the what's unique for me is although it's year two, it's, this is still really. I said this to a couple people: this is still really year one for right. me as far as an off season because last year was so different. And and there's some things that I will definitely do better next year. Uh, than I did this year just because, again, this is really my first time going through a full offseason. But um, the one thing I will say that, that has been unique for me is the, the offseason is really, really long. Like it's not broken up at all, right. and that's that's different than college, and and because uh, typically in college, I mean, you have just a couple cycles. You know, you have a, you have a cycle after the season before spring ball starts, and so you're gearing up for that. Uh, and then, then after, re- and then real life practices with spring ball and the yes. spring game, and yeah, yes, exactly right. And then and then you have a very short amount of time that that they can get a little mini cycle in, and then. Um, you know, then the first half of the summer, you can still work on some strength uh, gaining stuff. But then the second half of the summer is really all just geared to get your body ready for the uh, the rigors of, of the season. Whereas, you know, we're, we're in March and, you know, I was all gung ho to get get in the weight room in December and so forth. And then we're in March and I'm like, we're still doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. You know, you're like, holy cow. All right. Well, we're, we're going to bench and squat and do all that stuff again this week. Well, that so. leads me to a question because Kentucky uh, years ago went to uh, to spring practices um, and some states do have full fledged spring practices yep. in high school. Would you like to see the Ohio go to that? Is there is there any groundswell for that to your knowledge? I know obviously you're, you're new back to the high school ranks. Would, would you? Would you ever foresee that, or is this a weather-related thing? Is it a you know trying to avoid seasonal things? Well, yeah, and that's a great question. And I, I don't. Again, I'm the rookie, so I shouldn't even really talk about this stuff because I, I'm not as veteran as some of the other guys around the area. But uh, I don't see that happening in Ohio. And here's the reason: is because a lot of those teams or, or states that are that are doing spring football. Uh, they're down south, where the baseball and the and the uh, track and and those seasons are completed at that point in time, and then like the or they're almost finishing up, and then like the the football right. starts up. Whereas here, because of the weather, I yeah, mean, shoot, yeah. you're you're playing, you know, you're you're hoping to not play in snow. I think last week they they bumped bumped games back a day because yes. there was snow, literally going to be snow on the ground, and and so with that being said, the, those seasons are going later, and so there's really no opportunity to do that and allow kids uh, to to do both sports right. and, and not have that conflict. So I don't think that that's going to happen, but. Like what the OHSAA has done, which I think is great, is is they've really opened things up for the summer to to allow us more football time. Then I mean, it's not pads the whole way through, which is fine. I mean, you know, frankly, that's that's the part that people are trying to limit the the, the true collisions. But allowing us to do more uh, development, I think that that was a great thing. I I really enjoyed that last summer. I think that that's going to be great for us this summer. The the only negative. To that is the timing that that colleges can't come to watch right. you. I mean, that's the one real great advantage is of spring football from a recruiting standpoint is 
you know, the colleges will go and, and they'll watch them play football. And that's that's awesome for guys to be able to do that. Um, they can't do that with us in the summer, but it still allows us to, to develop our guys, which is something that's a, that is always talked about, about the teams down south. Well, they're playing so much more football. They develop them more over their, their high school career. Um, you know, this allows it to, to be an area where we can now develop guys. Um, they don't get the exposure firsthand in front of college coaches' eyes, but uh, we're able to develop them more. It doesn't break things up for us right, in the right, offseason right, no, at right. all, but, uh, uh, but it sure, sure does um, allow for some more development. You talked about being in the weight room since December, and, and um, it is a long off season for, for a lot of kids. But what what do you hope that they can gain by by being in the weight room, working on their bodies? What I, you know, some guys you do want to get physically bigger. Some guys you want to get just simply physically stronger. What 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 do you do? You set goals for them? Do they set goals for themselves as far as as that goes? Uh, well, we have different cycles that we have in in the weight room as far as what our our main objective is, and and. We do talk a little bit about some body weight stuff, and and uh, we do have some cycles that, that we go through where you you have a max now, and and then you're going to work through a cycle, and then we're going to remax and and uh, see how much gain has been made and, and things along those lines. But uh, we do break it up a little bit as far as we have our winter session, and that's uh, everything's in the morning, and you know we're we're putting weight on the bar and moving it you know and that's that's kind of the main the main thing is is put heavy weight on the foot on the bar and 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 move the weight and um we do that in the in the mornings and and uh, that's four days a week and and so forth uh then we do transition to the springtime where our time frame uh, transitions to the afternoon. We're still going four days a week, but we we transition to the afternoon, um, and then we have speed days as well, and not just not just running speed days, right. but like in the weight room speed days where. Um, it's not just put as much weight on the bar as possible and and move it, no matter how fast or slow it can be moved. Uh, we have. We're trying to have bar speed. We're trying to, whether it be upper body or lower body, uh, we are trying to have a dynamic, more um, fast-paced, twitchy movement of the weight. Uh, and then we're also transitioning to, you know, more running, you know, a, a change of direction, speed work, things along those lines. Um, we do some position-specific conditioning as well. Uh, and then we're able to start a little bit of the throwing. You're allowed to have the seven – uh, seven guys with a quarterback and um, or seven total guys right, with yeah, with a coach. Yeah, I yeah. mean, and and they can throw uh, at a time. And so there's a little bit of that where those guys will get together and and do those things so that um, just kind of keeping things fresh, which I think is always great. But that's what we transition to uh, during this springtime, and that's really when the the seasons, you know, when the the basketball and the wrestling are finished up. That's that's when we transition from our winter to our spring time now we got a bunch of guys that play multiple sports which i think is fantastic so sometimes we'll have a guy that's a winter sport guy and uh the first couple of weeks he'll he'll just be in the the real building stage right, kind of where the other guys were in december correct yeah. and and we 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 did that with some of those guys but uh coach ross does a fantastic job with our guys as far as 
designing the programs and and um, you, you know setting laying that out for those guys on a day in and day out basis. You talk about keeping it fresh, and that's probably a, a, the biggest challenge for for doing conditioning stuff. Because let's face it, as an athlete, you do want to get yourself in top condition, but it can be monotonous. It can be days where you're like, I don't want to do this, and you kind of have to power through it. And if it's the same stuff all the time, all the time, all the time, it does get old. That, that's got to be a big key to get the, get guys through some of this mentally too, is to keep it fresh and different and, and, and changing it up at different times. Yes, no question. And that's uh, and that's why we, we have those transitions. So in the winter, we, we don't do a whole bunch of running and agility and those things. We we really focus on the weight room. Right. And, and we go in the morning, and it's just an hour. Um, then when we get to the spring, it's a two-hour session, so it goes from three to five, and we're in the weight room from four to five. Uh, but then we have our three to four where we're on the field and doing – um, change direction, speed, but then we, we also, we don't do that for a full hour. We do that for however long that, that portion right, is, right. give or take 30 minutes. Yeah, right. uh, and so then the other 30 minutes we try to, to do something fun. We play games, you know, they'll, they'll play basketball, they'll play soccer, they'll play handball. They, they do But just something ball. to stay active. Yeah, yeah, something to stay yeah. active. Something is, that's, uh, and that's more to, to keep them energized and engaged and so forth, and it's something different every day. Um, you know, and then also that goes along with that is the, the position-specific um, conditioning. And so it's doing stuff that might be a little bit more uh, position-specific as far as the, the drill work and things like that, that it's really just conditioning for those positions. So uh, we do all of that stuff to try to, um, you know, keep the guys engaged because it is. I mean, if you just say, hey, line up and run a pro shuttle again yeah, for the 10,000th right. time, you know, it, it gets uh, – you know, it can go against you because, you know, if, if you're not putting your best foot forward on stuff and it's just monotonous. And, and it's and just a rep for the sake of a rep instead of a exactly. quality rep, right? That, that's, that, I think, is detrimental. Yeah. I, I try to not have us do those things because um, that's when you start just going through the motions. Yeah, no question about it. I've done it with basketball. There's days I've, I've come to the end of a practice go, you know, I had this scripted out, but you know what? For the last 30 minutes, we're going to play around the world. I've had enough of it. Let's just do something different. And and, and I think sometimes kids actually do. They, they're waiting for that last 30 minutes of a night. They go, hey, this is actually kind of fun. And we're still getting a little right. basketball skill in at the same time. So I, I do understand that. Um, you've talked about your guys at the high school level and, and kind of their process here in the offseason. But obviously, you've got an incoming freshman class. Um, those kids are not in your building. Um, you know, those that have chosen Moeller, when can they start working out? Or what do you maybe suggest to them that are coming to Moeller and do want to play football as a freshman. Yeah, we, we've got a really good uh, sized class in multiple ways uh, coming in. Uh, you know, I don't know what our numbers Both are going to be. Numbers and physically. Physically, Both. physically, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we have some some That's big good. humans coming in, which is which is very exciting. And, and then uh, there's a large number. And I don't I don't know what our freshman roster will be, but I, I do believe that uh, it's going to be really big. And, and so – um, right now, there is opportunities for those guys to lift. Uh, we have a lifting session, uh, two different lifting sessions in the evenings for those okay, guys that yeah. they could sign up for. One's a Monday, Wednesday. The other one's a Tuesday, Thursday. And those those are, are pretty packed, which is great. And, and that's a great introduction into our weight room. Uh, again, Coach Ross, Coach Donovan, those guys run that. Uh, and they do a great job as far as um, – getting the guys ready to to do the heavy lifting in the summer and and uh getting their bodies ready as far as movements and flexibility and um you know doing it the right way that's what's yeah, important. And, and i'm going to guess for some of those guys they don't know 
what they don't know yet. Some of right. them are just big humans who maybe have lifted on their own occasionally. Maybe they've gone through some, some of them have probably gone through some formal stuff, but not a ton of them. This The, the introduction part you're talking about is, is, hey, guys, this is part of becoming a football player at, at this level, at our level of going through weight training, going through conditioning, going through an off season, And it is kind of a good introduction for them in, in that because for some of them, it's probably the first time they've done something formally like that. Yes, and, and the last thing you want to do is uh, have the guys in there and they're they're in there with the varsity guys. And they're scared and, off. And, and yeah, they're scared off or they, they look over and some guys, you know, squatting 400 pounds and they think they need to put a bunch of big plates on there and, and have terrible form and get and they're injured. they're not ready for it. Yeah, yeah, they're not ready they're for it. And, and that's uh, teaching them how to lift, what the proper form and techniques and all those things are. I think that's really important. And, and so that's the, the intro that we have going on right now. We'll start up with those guys in June. And, and again, the month of June for the incoming freshmen is uh, that's really still getting them bodies ready. We, we're not doing a whole bunch of football at that point in time. Uh, even though we're allowed to do that stuff, we're not doing much football with them at that point in time. We're doing a lot of uh, strength training. We're do, doing a lot of speed development, uh, change of direction, and, and conditioning and getting their bodies ready. And then in July, um, we'll start the introduction of, of football and and putting a helmet on and, and getting the football out and introducing them to our offense and defense and special team schemes and, and so forth. So um, we're allowed to, with the new rules, we're allowed to do stuff all summer with all of them, but still think that that transition point is, is important for them to get physically ready because they haven't been, uh, all of our varsity and JV guys, they've, they're either in a sport which should prepare them or they're training with us. Right. And so we can hit the ground running in June. You don't want to see guys walk in the door and, and get injured and, and then they have a bad experience and they don't end up playing yeah, again. No, no question about it. Uh, talk about the new locker rooms for, for, for the players and, and, and I guess extra spaces for you as coaches. Yes, that's that's uh, fantastic. And, um, you know, the the areas in the back for, for offices, I mean, it's a major upgrade for uh, for us in football, but for all of the sports. I mean, everybody back there, they, they've got offices. There's a big uh, meeting room back there. All those things are, are great. There's no question about it. And uh, then the locker room, that is that locker room is utilized by all the sports. So right now we're not in it. Um, because we don't have practice, right. we just have lifting and things along those lines, and our, our, we don't have a major need for it. Our guys lift after school and then drive home and and change there. But um, you know the other the other sports that are active right now with with baseball and, and rugby and lacrosse, they're all in there. The the locker room is spectacular. I mean, it's a brand new uh, state of the art. It's it's awesome, and the guys are really. Um, and the other sports, I mean, they're in there all the time. They're hanging out. There's a little lounge area that they can hang out, watch some TV, whatever it might be. Uh, I'm excited for our guys to have that uh, that opportunity to be in there come summer. You know, June one, we'll be in there, and and um, that'll be awesome. It's not the days of the of the water bucket in the corner and a and a and a nail and a hammer that you would no. put your put your stuff on. Uh, those days are long gone. Those are the days I grew up in. Those days are long gone. Just about everybody that's, that's worth their salt has got some kind of nice facility. Yep. I'm sure you've seen it evolve at the college level where you had nice stuff and it's just gotten nicer and nicer and nicer along the way. I mean, we're, we're position groups now have their own official full room with, with video and, and whiteboard. And in the day it wasn't, Hey, you guys are out. We'll put the other position group in. I mean, it, it, it is. And I think it's important for the players. They, they, they want to, they want to feel like they're being taken care of to some degree. Yes. No question. And, and this locker room for us is, 
is huge. I yeah. mean, that's great. No question. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, the upcoming schedule, the 2021 schedule that's been set, the OHSAA's announcement from last week to expand the playoffs to 16 teams as they did this past season out of necessity. But now they've gone ahead and passed it, and it's going to be set in stone. So looking forward to seeing what Mark has to say about that and much more as we continue. The Muller Football Podcast with Coach Mark Elder, presented by ESP Media. Get the skinny on Cincinnati sports with Richard Skinner only on Local12.com and the Local12 News app. Exclusive content, in-depth analysis, podcasts, and more. Cincinnati sports news 24-7. Get the skinny only on Local12.com and the Local12 News app. Welcome back into the Molar Football Podcast with Coach Mark Elder. I'm Richard Skinner. This segment, we'll look ahead to Molar's schedule in 2021, talk about the announcement from last week with the OHSAA playoffs and more. Let's start with the schedule, Mark, and I'm just going to run it down real quick, and, and then I'll ask you some questions about it. Opening at Lakota East on Friday, August the 20th, and because of the OHSAA's announcement of 16 teams, the schedule's kind of moved up a week, and it concludes technically a week earlier than it used to, so they can get done with the football playoffs uh, the first week of December with the championship games. But I'll be on that Friday, then on Saturday, Louisville Trinity comes to to play Moeller this year. Um, Then on Friday, September the 3rd at East Central, a return visit to their uh, place again. I'm going to ask you about that in a second. It's the second straight year to go to East Central. Then at Ironton, which is a pickup. And then GCL schedule, home to St. X. um, That's uh, on that Friday night. Uh, LaSalle on the following Friday uh, is technically a home game, then at Elder on October 1st and conclude with three non-league games. And they're three tough, they're, they're at least two toughies. I don't even know about the last team, so I'll ask you about them. But St. Ignatius uh, is a home game, then at St. Edward and Lakewood, and then at Martin Luther King Jr. High School in, in Michigan. Let, let's start there. How did you pick them up? Why did you pick them up? And what do you know about them? King? Yes. Oh, yeah. So uh, so their head coach actually played for me, there we um, go. Cool. you know, whatever, 20 years yeah. ago. Um, I was at Wayne State. Ty was uh, we, we had recruited him, and and uh, you know, so he played for me for one year, and and I, I just kept in touch with cool. him and a couple of those guys. From I that figured team. there had to be a connection here of some kind, so that's cool. Yeah. Sure, yeah. And so we week ten is a tough one. I mean, that's everybody. Everybody is is in conference, and so yeah, that's a good point. It, when you have I mean, we've got a three team conference, and so we're every year we're looking for seven games, and and those games that that are scheduled, I believe, is five, six, seven. So you're looking for, you know, one through. Four and then eight. And usually, nine, I and Ed's are always a home and home for yep. for you guys, and that fills a couple of gaps there. Trinity's become seemingly a regular team, so yep. there are some that fill. But it always does seem like Week Ten, especially, is that week where it's been different opponents from different parts of the country a lot of times. Right, and and what I'm I'm looking for in scheduling is is home and homes, and uh, th- that's a huge deal to be able to um, get a home and home that's drivable. We're we're trying to find it under four hours, and I think that I'm okay. I think King's like. Uh, just over that, but um, week ten is just so difficult to find anything, and so I started to reach out of what would be the normal and, route. And for, and for a lot of Kentuckys, they've pretty much got their stuff filled, and a lot of times they don't want. No offense, they don't want to play a molar the week before their playoffs begin, so that right. becomes a very difficult one there too for a neighboring state. Right, right, and and so you know you're just looking, and and I I was hitting up the after after you're looking at Ohio, you're hitting up the normal. I mean, like. The Mick, you know, all and and the Mick is like, yeah, we're in conference. Right. I mean, like everybody else is, and and so I actually hit up uh, another guy that played on that same team up at Wayne State, Oshak. Um, I said, hey, what's what's like Michigan's schedule? Do you, are you guys is everybody in conference play throughout? And and um, then he said that some of the PSL schools are they have an open week here or there, and and he's like, you should hit up the high. So I did. Wow. And um, 
yeah, I mean, it, it, it happened fast. It was like, hey, interested in playing this game because their schedule is different. I think their week 10 is the following week. But he's like, yeah, we're open. And it was like 48 hours later we were like – sending contracts and stuff. So uh, they're a good team. Ty's done a fantastic job up there. He's won a couple state championships. I, I believe they've got a, a young, really, really talented quarterback in, in their system. So it's it's going to be a, a talented team, and and it's going to be a big challenge. But but I'm excited about it. And, and we're going up there, and then next year they're coming good, here yeah. for Week 10. And, shoot, I, I might try to get him on the schedule for the future too because – that that week is just so yeah, hard. Know, Nobody, yeah. nobody's yeah. available. But but I'm excited about that one. They're they're a good team. I mean, again, a couple of years ago they they've won. I think he's won two state titles, if I remember right, in the last handful of years. So um, I think that's going to be a big challenge. They're going to be talented and they're going to be a good team, well coached. Yep. Right, let's go back to start at the, at the beginning uh, with Lakota East, and uh, you mentioned the conference is Greater Miami Conference plays eight of their ten games or conference games, so they only have two non-conference at yep. the beginning. And no offense, a lot of times GMCs don't don't want to play the GCLs there, and I get some of that. But uh, but Rick Haynes has decided to take on this challenge, and, and obviously for you guys to take on a challenge with them because Rick's got a good program. How did that kind of, this game kind of come about? Uh, that was that was done before. I think that was already written up before okay. I was I was here. But I'm excited about it. I, I would love. I don't know why we can't have two games in this city. Um, Week one and two every year. I mean, yeah, and and I will tell you, and I think when we get to the conversation here in a minute about the expanded playoffs, maybe that kind of changes that mindset because I think that's been part of it because of the limited teams that get in. But it it is good to see this game for sure. Absolutely. No, I I think playing in town, I mean, I I get why we can't play them week three through 10, but but I I think that there's enough GMC team and and there's others. I I think that we're going to be playing Walnut Hills in a couple of years, which I think is great. You know, there's enough teams in this city that that we should be able to schedule uh, home and home games in week one and week two. And then we should really, and if Ed's and Ignatius are, are lined up, then we should really be searching for week three, week four, and week 10 from here on out. It's less of a hassle. (laughs) Right. Um, But that hasn't been the case yet. I've been working on this schedule stuff quite a bit. And um, and I do hope that the the playoffs opening up, because with it being 16 teams, everybody in Division One at least, everybody's in, in our region. So hopefully that that helps. And and I think there's even a a part, I don't, this hasn't passed yet, but I think that there's a part where – Strength of schedule. So even if you lose, but you lose to a team that goes nine and one, you get some points. Yeah, I, I've always liked. That's about the only tweak I've ever wanted to see in the Harbin system. I like the Harbin system. I think it is a good system. I think it it is it is done well for the most part, but there never has been that strength of schedule component right. to it. It's literally, you get points for a win and you get points for the teams that they went ahead and beat. Not if it's a win over a, it's just, it, it, that's the only component that I wish they 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 would have added, so it's good to hear yeah. that, that, that they're going to tweak it a little bit. And I, I, I don't know the system well, but I think you get points for beating a good team, but the problem is, is that you get zero, like, like goose egg for losing to somebody. So you could go lose to the best right. team in the yes, country. Yes, by one point. And by, by one, one point, point right. and you got nothing. Yeah. Versus you could lose to a 1-9 team and you get the, the same number of right. points. And that's the only shame of it. And that would help us, I think. But, um, no, the Cody East is a very good team. I mean, they and they run the triple. Uh, I mean, Coach Haynes has been doing that since he's been uh, winning state titles. And, yep. and uh, shoot, I think he coached against me in high school and, and, and 
always running the trip on me. He's he's very very experienced in it and and does a great job with those guys. So that that'll be a big one. And then move on to Trinity. They beat us by I think 150 <laughs> last year. Might have been 200. I'm not sure. I, I would invite anybody to go back and look at that. You can go to khsa.org. You can call it up. It's an easy to read format for their schedule. Go look and see what they did to everybody on their schedule last year. That was a really, really good football team. They were very good. There's no question about it. And I, I'm not overly concerned what they did to others, but I know that they beat us by as many points as they wanted to. And and um, and that is a home game. And for those who don't know, this year the home games are at Norwood's Shea Stadium, correct? Uh, that's yeah, my understanding on that. That's that's uh, uh, above my pay grade, but I, I think that's where yep. we're playing. Yep. yep. Uh, you go to East Central again for the second straight year. How, I guess I'll ask you, how did this not become a return home game? How did it work out that you go back to their place? And I know you that was a quality opponent. They beat you. It was a good game. And uh, you get them back on the schedule. That's, that's good. I was just curious how that didn't become them coming back to you. Yes. So yeah, that's a great question. As I've, I've had that asked a couple times. Like, how how come we keep going and uh, going away? So the, the reality of that was we were looking for games last year. And they said we'll play yes, so we were juiced because we. And it was just a one-off at that was, point, right? That was a that was a one-time, right. uh, you know, because we were desperate for games. Right. We need games, and they said we'll play. You come to us. Done. Let's do this. And then, and then the conversation continued with, well, what about a home and home? And they said, yeah, let's do it. And so, we did the home and home with them, and it just so happened right. that the home that you know when we're going to them first, and then they're coming to us yeah. the next. So. That's fine. We'll go. It was a good app. I mean, it was it was a neat place. I mean, I, yeah. I thought the stadium was awesome. Yep. Um, this year, hopefully, it's a packed house and and things like that. But um, no, I mean, they did a great job. Coach, did it. I mean, I, I thought he really managed that game well. He um, he did what he needed to do to, to to win that game. And and I thought that he coached his team really really well. I thought they're a good team. They had some some really good players on that team. And um, no, I'm excited to have them still on the schedule because I think that's a really quality opponent. Next game is at Ironton. I'm assuming that becomes the first part of a home and home with them. Uh, nope, nope. That okay. is a that is a one off gotcha. game. Um, Similar circumstance. You need to get an opponent. Um, yep, that's a, that's exactly <laughs> right. And and uh, Trevin's a guy that I had. Uh, Coach Pendleton's a guy that that I actually recruited out of high school. Didn't land him, but. Uh, had a good relationship with him. He's from that area, not Ironton specifically, but from that area. He ended up going on to Michigan State, having a, a fantastic career up there, playing fullback. And, uh, you know, we just kept in touch. He brought some guys down to, to some of the schools that I had coached at. And, you, you know, actually he hit me up and said, would you be interested in playing? And and that's when I knew that they were going to be pretty good this year. Yeah, so, that's all right. <laughs> but uh, they they were, I think, state runner-up last year, and, and he's got a ton of guys back. They did lose the one kid going to Ohio State, but they're a very, very good team. Are they D2, D3? I'm not sure, yeah. but they're 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 going to have a really good shot oh, yeah. to, to win a yeah. state championship at their level. Uh they're big. I mean, they they are two seventy five across the wow. board uh, on the offensive line. Uh, so I know they're a little bit smaller, but again, they were state runner up last year. I think that they're they're going to be the the expected to, to win it at whatever division level that they're, they're and that at. is a football crazy town that when in the name Molder comes to their place, you can only imagine what that atmosphere is going to be like. Yes, yeah, I would anticipate that um, it'll be standing room only. Yeah. Um, you know, and I've heard it's a neat place and, and that's part of it. I mean, we're, we're talking about scheduling and, and, um, you know, I was talking with Marshall Heise to our, our, uh, president and, you know, he talks about like, he said, you still won the neatest experience of his 
of all of his athletic career was was Maslin and and just you know trying to create some of those opportunities for our players to to go and and play in games that'll be memorable that they'll they'll be like wow that was I mean I have a game or two that that I remember for, sure, and I absolutely. will for the rest of my life um, because of the neat atmosphere and the and the game that it was and and, and I'm really hopeful that. Uh, we can create some of those same deals with some of the non-league that we play. Then comes the gauntlet, and I'm not going to go individually through these, but we know all about the schools in, in the league, St. X, LaSalle, Elder, St. I's, and St. Ed's. That, that The entire schedule is pretty much a gauntlet for you, but that is a, that's a five-game gauntlet right there. But as you know, um, there are no real get-right games for you on the schedule, and that just is what it is. Yeah, and, and that's fine. So, you know, last year, and this is according to Max Preps, we had the toughest schedule in the state of Ohio for any division, and and I would anticipate that we'd be right there again yeah. this year. And and I'll say this, you know, as the playoff situation has adjusted, that is that's changed a lot of what my philosophy on some of this stuff is. Is is um, you know, when you're when you have an eight team playoff when when eight teams make it I, we go back to four teams make it yes. years ago yeah, oh yeah. like I now remember. you're now it's a you're, you better be scheduling to get in right and and now when it goes to eight teams is more than just getting in because you're sitting there saying hey we need to be a top four team because if you're a five through eight you could be pretty good and still losing the first right. round and um that's not great whereas as soon as it gets to it goes to 12 is what it was going to, but now it's going to 16. Um, you know, if you're in the top eight, you're going to play someone in the bottom eight. And just, I mean, the mathematics would say if you're in the top eight, you, you should be able to win a, a first-round sure. game. And so, Because you're probably an above 500 team, and the teams at the bottom could be the two and eights, one and nine-ish team. So, yeah, absolutely. Right. And, and if you're a, uh, one of the top four teams and you're playing one of the bottom four, you're, you're – you know, you don't know how it's going to play out, but I mean, just like the NCAA tournament, you don't see a bunch of sixteens, fifteens, fourteens beating the ones, right. twos, and threes. And if you do what you're supposed to do, then you then you you win that game. So you know, you have this gauntlet of a schedule, and then you're going into the playoffs. Well, if if you're going to have to fight tooth and nail to to win just the first round game and and uh, so forth. Um, you know, it changes up who you want to play week 10. It changes up what, whether you want to play 10 tough teams like this or not. And and whereas if, when we're in and if we're in the top half and if we win a few of these games, we'll be in the top. I mean, literally, right, I think right. if we go three and seven, I think we'd be in the top half. Right. Um, you know, we're going to hopefully be way better than that. Uh, you know, you, you got a shot to, to win a game and, and keep going at a bare minimum. And right. so it does change a lot of things as far as philosophy on scheduling, at least in my eyes. When when I thought it was going to be eight, I was sitting there saying, we need some wins. You know, like like bona fide, we're paying someone to come, right. you know. The old, Alab- the, the old buy games. Yeah, Alabama playing, <laughs> Citadel. you know, Citadel, exactly right, or whomever. You know, like, yes, we got to pay for a victory. Let's do what we got to do. But but right now, we're in. So, I mean, let's let's go play the best of the best, and that should prepare us. As long as we can come out healthy, that should prepare us for a better opportunity to make a run. Do you like the fact they've opened it up? I, I know – 
I think Ohio is going to be different because I've always thought Kentucky at six classes is, is two classes too many just based on population. And you get some really awful watered-down first-round games in Kentucky where literally everybody does make the playoffs but about three or four teams, and you get a lot of – you get a lot of seventy-two nothing first-round games. I, I don't anticipate that taking place in Ohio. I mean, are you are you good with the sixteen? I'm great with the sixteen. Yeah. Um, so uh, there was an email that came out last week where I, you know, they asked us us as coaches a few uh, a month ago, whatever, to to vote. What do you want, twelve or sixteen? And I, I I want sixteen. I think it's great. Um, give everybody an opportunity to play and and make a run. I think there's you know. The old Hoosiers. I mean, there's something neat about, you know, get, get your shot, you know. And and, um, and that's not for everybody, obviously. Different levels, there's – there. I don't think that 16 gets everybody in. Right. But, it, but for the most part, it gets almost everybody yeah. in. And so, with that being said, and for Division One, it does. At least in this region, it gets everybody in. And, and yes, do I think that the 1-16 in 16 matchup, whomever that is, is that going to be lopsided? I do. I, I, I am – a little concerned for that. Um, but I also think that there's a lot of very classy coaches in this area that, um, are, you know, I, I would hope that most of these guys, if, I mean, if you're up by well, a lot. And, and I would think this, too, if you are one of those high seeds playing a low seed, I think the other part to it is, too, you know, you're going to face probably starting quarterfinals on to win a state championship, an absolute gauntlet. If you've yes. earned that that top spot – you probably deserve to go in week one. Yeah, well, because on top of that, you, you probably just finished a gauntlet. Right, exactly, to get to that point. I right. mean, it, to be the number one seed, right. um, you, you're either going to be one of the GCL teams or or the best team in the GMC. I mean, th- right. it's it's that's what it's going to be. And, and all those teams would have played a very, very difficult schedule. And, and to have a team that uh, a 16-1 NCAA deal were – yeah, I mean, you, you better show up and play, you know, but, like, it, it shouldn't be a fourth – it shouldn't be a fourth quarter, you know, we got to drive to kick a field goal to right, win this right. thing. If it, if it is, and then you, you probably screwed up. Just like if you had to make a bucket at the end of a 16-1 basketball yep. game in the, yep. in the tournament, you screwed it up. But um, that, the, that should be the case. I like that better than a bye game because a bye week – um, it's even, tough to manage at that tough point. Tough to manage, yeah. yeah we, I mean, at that point in time, you know, you're changing your schedule and then you got to get back onto a, on a schedule and, and so forth. I think there's enough classy coaches around here that, A, there's a there's a clock, the clock rule sure. uh, where it just rolls. I mean, you can't get too out of hand too quickly, especially if you don't want it to. You just run the stinking ball yep. and, and um, you know – most people, most people are going to be classy and that. do that, and 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 I mean that's what we saw. Um, so, with that being said, and or get young guys in the game, which is a neat experience for them, and then if they want to still do their offense, then they do their offense. But put the young guys in the game and let those guys who've worked really hard and want to stay with the team and and so forth get them in. I, I think, think most coaches great. are smart enough not to risk injury too yeah. to your main guys at that point of a blow. What's the point of it, right? Right. Yeah. And you, and and. The team that's number one seed in the Division One, uh, they probably have a pretty big roster. They probably have a bunch sure. of seniors. That sure. how how many you know how many of them would they love to get into a game that maybe doesn't play on a week in a week out basis? They don't maybe they're not playing as much in in the nail biters. Get them if they do 
find a way to pull ahead and, and have a big margin. Get all those seniors that, that have been with the program for four years, get them in a playoff, playoff game. game. Right. I mean, how neat is that? Yeah. So, no, I, I love it. I think it's fantastic. I, I'm, I was surprised that, that it actually was not the vote by the coaches. The vote by the coaches was – uh, the twelve, really, team. it was, and, and that and that creates the buy. That that's the thing. I mean, eight's obviously the easy number. Sixteen's obviously an easy number. Twelve was the unwieldy number because it right. did create buys. One through four is going to have a buy, and 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 I don't know, but someday I hope that that we're in that one through four. And and I don't want the buy. I want to play. I want to play ball. And I I I think that the getting out of a routine, frankly, that's going to set you up for for the. In my opinion, that's going to set you up for the biggest opportunity for for failure to screw something up more so than if you're two playing 15, you're a glorified scrimmage. Yeah. You know, hopefully you're able to, to roll and get a bunch of guys into that game. If if and stay in routine and stay in a routine. Yeah. I'm I'm with you. Uh, Lastly, um, when do you go about selecting captains and and what's the process for that? Uh, It's a four year process really. I mean, it really is. I mean, you know, guys that are that are voted captains, it's it's not a, uh, it's not a. a hey, I, I had a great week, right? No, you know, right. this is this is who they are and who they've been and 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 all those things for for their four years. I think I've asked you this before, so you refresh my memory. Do you select or do you let the players vote, or is there a combination thereof? Players vote. Okay. Yeah, players vote, and and we're going to take it till till we get to. You know, I, I don't have a defined time but we've, we've typically done it uh during camp during training camp and and um and i'll say this I, again i i think it's a four-year process i mean the the guy that's that's captain oftentimes it, he's been building that up for four years what he's done and not not always occasionally you have a guy that's it's been really talented that maybe really turned it on in the last year or something like that but it's it's never the guy that just turns it on at the end of the week and and uh and again captain isn't always the best player you know it's, it's no you and you can see you can see those guys take leadership roles at different times maybe even in their just their class or group um they do kind of evolve and you can tell usually who they're going to be and I, that's yeah. obviously the players see that too the teammates yeah. see that yeah and I, I think it's more of a you know th- this is the guy that I want to be at the front of the room and 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 so forth I, I've been around plenty of teams where really good football players maybe your best player or two is not the captain sure. and, and and you don't want it to be a popularity contest but sometimes uh your best player or two are jerks and 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 i mean that in a probably a very positive way yeah, like sure like they, they're there. nasty yeah. football yeah. players and they're nasty with their teammates they're nasty with the opponents they're, they're just nasty players and then they that doesn't that doesn't lead to a bunch of people voting for them to be captain and that's okay it's not a popularity contest but um it, it it is a it is a big award you know what i mean it is it's something that uh is earned and and those guys have been oftentimes setting the stage for that over their their career with how they prepare how they they treat their teammates how they um how good they are i mean i do think that that isn't a part of it you, you you oftentimes don't see a captain that 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 can't play um that doesn't play kind of hard well to kind of hard to lead if, if you're not playing much it's yeah, just a matter it, of fact it, it is um you know but it's it's uh I think that that's something that's that's really the groundwork set all four years that that you're in in uh, high school. So uh, we don't do that for quite a while. 
um, you know, and and that we do it towards it was sometime during camp. I mean, I don't I don't have a set in right, stone right, time right. yet, but uh, uh, sometime during camp we'll we'll have those guys all vote and 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 we don't have a set number either. I've never had like a, a I want four guys right. it's kind of you vote and and there's been times where it's been hey the cutoffs at five and sometimes it's been the cutoffs at two and um whatever that is that you know the players they figure it out i mean yep. when yep. when uh, the the there's four guys it's it's 65 or above votes and then the drop off is down to 28 you go with it those yep. are the four yeah. you know yeah. exactly exactly mark appreciate the time uh, certainly the good part this year is you can put a schedule in place and know where that's going to go as opposed to the line moving constantly like it did last yeah. year, and uh, that that's a positive thing for sure. Thanks yep. to uh, Mark Elder. Appreciate him being with us. It's been the Molar Football Podcast with the coach, Mark Elder. It's presented by ESP Media.